0: Um, Everyone, this is Liz Scully. She's our teacher. I'll tell you about her in a minute. Um, But the first thing I want to ask you, Liz, before we even find out who you are, is what is your number one business tip?
1: My number one business tip is something I have been practicing all day, actually, all week even, which is, um, it sounds so simple, but cross off at the beginning of each week, cross off five things from your to-do list or your calendar list. Okay, so let me
0: me challenge you. Not challenge you, but people say this, and my response is always like it's always sorry by the way obviously i'm gonna just grab my phone and put it on silent i have a flip phone guys from the 90s um but um but my response to this always is like i can't the things on my list of things that you know what i mean it's not like i'm like learn how to do macrame you know i feel like there's always stuff on there that feels urgent so what would you say to me when i say i can't absolutely so um When I say
1: cross things off a calendar, I put my to-do list on my calendar. So I so it could just as easily be your to-do list. But I think there is always stuff that we do that you that we don't need to do. There's a lot of things that we put a a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve, things to like like I'm in the I'm in the middle of a launch, as you can as you as you know. And it has gone horrendously wrong in technical odd ways. I, I, I moved to Guatemala to make sure I had good internet. I'm a nomad, I was in Cartagena, which had terrible, Guatemala, um, terrible internet, and I knew Guatemala had good internet. So I went there thinking this is gonna be great. I got there and pretty much there was no internet, no. So um, there's only a couple of things you need to run our jobs, an internet and a working computer, most of it, I then threw water over my computer. (laughs) So so, so that blew up. So so now I have no internet and no computer and a massive to-do list. So I spent my time continually looking at it and deciding what was really needed. So I've actually launched the thing I'm launching. um, This is the eighth time. So I'm doing new pages and I'm making it all lovely and that's going to help sales. But a lot of it is also ego. I want it to look beautiful. So when I look at my to-do list, I, I've got, you know, like create new sales pages, make sure they work. Well, do I really need new sales pages? And if I don't, I can then question every one of the things that goes with that. Do I need my assistant to work on that day? Do I need those links checking? Do I, Because I have a perfectly working system. And it's the same way in all sorts of things. Whereas you might have, um, Find new clients, right? You need to do that. Do you need new business cards to do that? Do you need a new dress to go and speak to them in? Do you have to go to a fancy coffee bar to do that? No, no, probably not. Up to you. And all of those things,
0: I think it's just about questioning. And so what that makes me think of is a few years ago, I was working with, I hired a friend of mine to help me get organized. And, and I remember talking to her about my list because um, now you sang, making make me remember that uh, one of my things was updating my about page so my about page I went from teaching networking to teaching storytelling and I was kind of in the transition period and my about page only talked about storytelling and like every day I'd be like you're such a loser you're such a loser you still have the same about page what's wrong with you? you're telling people you teach storytelling but it doesn't say on your about page and I was kind of crushed by it and I was always like I cannot believe I haven't done it and then I was going through my list and she went have you got any fewer clients? Like, do you get clients because people just Google you? And I was like, very rarely. Um, usually it's, you know, referrals or people on my list or someone who's heard me on an interview. And she was like, okay, so do you think that having an out date about page has actually hurt your business at all? And I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, so maybe you don't need. And that was such a revelation to me because I think there's so many things, especially in business, especially for those of us who love an online course, Um, where we just are like, but you have to, you know, you have to have business cards or you have to have the fancy dresser. You have to have an about page that is really up to date. And like starting to question those things and being like, do you that? Or like, you know, you have to refresh your, your sales pages and everything every, every time. Anyway, that's really, that's really interesting. Okay. Thank you very much. So here's what's going to happen in a minute. I'm going to tell you who Liz is and then we're going to go through Liz's top five ways to work less and earn more and one of the things that i promised is like all of the things that i talk about work really well if you do facebook ads um to grow your business that really works if you write a thousand word blog post that you've researched for 18 hours that super works that stuff doesn't work for me (laughs) because I don't understand the Facebook ads and I just don't have the patience to do that much research. And I also don't read blog posts like that, but, um, but I feel like one of the reasons I was excited to do this and one of the reasons I was excited to introduce this to you guys is anyone who's been on my mailing list for a while will know I've been kind of grappling with this idea that the model for if you do service based work is you grow your list and then you do a, you know, and then you have group, you do, you know, individual coaching, group coaching, Uh, course and I love courses and so many people I know have brilliant courses and I have benefited from so many of them but I've just never got around to making one and I've started to think maybe I don't have to so one of the five tips is not do a course and so we're going to get into them in a minute but before we do i met liz scully through camp good life project um jonathan fields summer camp for grown-ups and then i did the immersion program which is jonathan fields like high level coaching program that he doesn't do anymore and part of it was that we had masterminds where there would be groups of five and then we would meet every two weeks for two hours and liz organized all of the masterminds and ran my mastermind and i had always said that watching Liz Scully run a mastermind is like watching an Olympic athlete do their sport. She's so good. I remember times we'd be sat in the mastermind and somebody would say something and I would be like, oh, I could think of all this really great advice to give this person. And then Liz would just go, you seem tense. And that person would burst into tears. And I'd be like, I I think that I'm an empath. I did not see that. is there anything else you would like to tell us about yourself? Other than and, and also, she's one of the smartest people I know. I'm going to switch my phone off. I, I'm, you um, I'm mostly just blushing, actually. Thank <laughs> you very much. That was a lovely intro. Um, things that people need
1: to know. Well, right now, um, the reason that I'm so focused on doing less is that last year, I actually, year before, I had an ear infection, which doesn't sound that serious. But I had it for 17 months. And... It completely stopped me from seeing and pretty much stopped me from walking um, walking in a straight line, standing up. I had no idea ear infections could do this, So I could only work for about two hours a day. <laughs> the rest of the time, I had to be sitting very, very still, not moving my head, which... Was kind of nice. Actually. <laughs> I, to say, I, mean, I was getting a lot of people, but my clients were going, Are you struggling? And I'm like, I'm just having naps and listening to audio books. It's pretty good, actually. But it meant that I got super focused last year in what I consider to be the year of the ear. I got totally focused on how to do less and got more because although I was barely moving, I mean, like truly, even just walking down the street was difficult for me. Um, my business grew and it didn't grow by a huge amount, but it grew by 30 grand. And mostly by doing the things that we're going to talk about. Mm. I just ditched Mm. everything that wasn't useful for my business. Mm. And I had a lovely year. I really did. It was very nice. Um,
0: And one more thing I wanted to say before, I love this. I love that people are like, tell me about yourself, Liz. Ear infection. (laughs) This is not the bio that you usually Fundamentally important. (laughs) Um, but one more thing that I wanted to say to you guys who are listening is that Liz mentioned she's in launch mode and I talked about this on the email that I sent out this morning that um, one thing that we are going to talk about is a course that Liz is doing it's a course that I am going to do and by I do it I don't mean I'm teaching it I mean like literally I'm going to be a student of it we're gonna tell you ways that you can do the thing the course does without taking the course Um, but if you decide you want to do it then a you get to do it with me and we get to be in class together and B um, as is always the case whenever I tell you about a course and when I do calls like this if you buy it through me because I get a kickback there's gonna be a freebie and I'm so I've never done anything like this one before and I'm so excited I'm doing it with my friend Rachel who um, I'm hopefully gonna to be able introduce you to and um anyway so we're going to talk about that at the end and also if you're on the email you'll know that by being live on the call the extra bonus is that you get to the chance to win a free session with me marcia for an hour where i've got some ideas of what we can talk about we can talk about literally anything you like and that's worth 850 bucks but you have to be live um, and stick around to the end of the call and that's when we're gonna uh, do the like virtual equivalent and drawing the name out of the hat but before we get to any of that five very very useful helpful things uh, t- liz scully's top five tips on how to work less earn more um, so liz is going to tell you them and then we're going to have a little discussion about them and then we're going to have some time for q a at the end as well so liz what's number one
1: number one um ask for referrals mm. having a referral only business isn't much use because it means you can't expand but most of my clients don't ask for referrals
0: they don't have a system for it so can I just say with this the reason why this is this this point actually is the whole kind of what we premised this whole call on when Liz and I were like what we can do for the course because I remember her saying I've been talking to this guy and then I said do you ever ask for referrals and he said no and I was like imagine not asking for referrals and I was like Liz, I've never asked anyone for a (laughs) referral. And so one thing that we're gonna do also by you, if you, Mm, okay, so Patty, I'm going to get you to. And I totally forgot to tell you that I was going to do this. Um, <laughs> if you just, if you just got the email on the normal Yes Yes Marsha email this morning, you're not going to be on the inner circle list for this call. So Patty's going to put a link up so that you can join that list. Because if you're on that list, I'm going to send out an email template for how to ask for referrals, which is kind of a this Scully Marsha Shandor blend. But tell me about asking for referrals. Like, what do you even mean by that? Why is it good? How do you do it <laughs> without people hating you?
1: So um so the obviously a referral is is simply asking people to refer you to their friends or to their colleagues or to people like them. Now, the reason that people tend to not do it is it sounds a bit salesy and people like to avoid sales. But also sometimes we've been asked for referrals by people who were pushy and didn't ask in a pleasant way. I have um I have a I'd say an acquaintance who roughly speak, in fact, it's almost exactly every three months, he sends me an email saying, hey, Liz, I'm looking for, you know, uh, clients like this. And I'm sure, you know, some eight figure people that you could recommend me to. And I just like delete, I cannot delete it fast enough. (laughs) Um, And he's a nice enough human being. It's just his referral system is horrible. The nice way to do it is to go to your favorite clients, the ones that you actually want more of and ask them that you are delightful, you know more people just like you, mm. in which case, and I, <coughs> excuse me, I always put it in terms of, I've got a few slots coming up, and um, if, we, <laughs> if we're going to go into the script, mine is always, I would be the happiest coach in the world if I had a roster that was full of people like you, so before I ask anyone else, are you interested, and if not, do you know someone else just like you, and it's, it's important to talk about, them being the, the exact requirements. Because if you say, do you know anyone who might like to work with them? Work with me. Your mind goes blank. You've got, you've got, <laughs> it's like, uh... whereas if you say, do you know people, anyone who's a solopreneur, who's in their 40s, who's struggling with strategy, earns about 100K and wants to get to 300K, which are my people, then suddenly you're like, oh, I do you know someone? And likewise, if you're, um, I, have a, I have a colleague who helps women who have just come out of divorces and are getting back to their new second job right so they're entirely reinventing themselves and weirdly they've all lost a huge amount of weight and now feel very confident now if you have that description you're like actually actually i do know someone i could recommend to you so be precise
0: and ask specifically um i love that and i would totally agree and um just as a little Caveat: I know lots of people who put on a huge amount of weight and feel very confident. Um, what well, exactly also happens? Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, well, I was throwing no shade. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I uh, know. I just wanted to, you know, establish that publicly. Um, but yes, totally. And and so I, what I learned from Liz is to say, like I've just written down before I ask anyone else to add that into the email template because that's so good. Because what I've learned from Liz to say is. Um, yeah, is to say, you know, I I would be so happy if I could have my entire client roster filled with people like you. And the extra line that I was just going to throw in, which all you guys can steal is, um, uh, unfortunately, they haven't invented cloning yet. And so until they do, (laughs) do you know anyone else who has, you know, who is demographic demographic, who has problem that I solve or wants to get to desire that I put in? Okay, awesome. Referrals, number one. Boom. Okay, number two. I don't know why I did that, but I'm not cool. I, li- I liked it. Do it again. Go on. <laughs> it's just embarrassing now. I'm 42. Um, go on. <laughs> what? Um,
1: uh, so what's number two? Actually, could we, can, we, can I just finish a tiny bit more? Um, yeah, referrals? sure, sure, sure. Go for it. Which is that you don't have to have a big fancy program. You don't have to pay people for referrals. There will be people on your list and in your clients who are referrals machines who Mm. love to connect people. So it's worth asking lots of people because you'll find one or two people. I have a couple of clients that have sent me hundreds of well, tens of clients because I work I work with small numbers of people. But it, it's worth keeping to ask. Some people just go, yeah, yeah, of course I will. And nothing will happen. And others will keep sending you people. I don't mm. think you need to pay them. I don't need think you need to bribe them, but it's worth giving them something like a little, maybe a, a call or a, some kind of gift. They're not expecting. Sometimes mm-hmm. I send Amazon gift cards. That kind mm. of how much do you send? Um, it, it depends how big the referral is, to be mm. honest, but a hundred bucks right. is, is my standard because, and I do it, far enough away from the referral so that it just feels like a randomly lovely gift but wait do they know that it's like thanks yeah yeah i say because right. you've, you've always been so kind but it's not a not a knee jerk kind of right. i do this i get that right okay i know i know that works because because uh, one of my clients and colleagues does it and it's always when you get that just random because 100 bucks is enough money that you think ooh yeah it's kind of lovely and yeah. um it, it, I, I have another uh friend who sends gift boxes beautiful gift mm. boxes but again you always end up with rubbish you
0: don't want that <laughs> um i've done it before i've like given people a free an hour-long call mm. like i've just given them an hour-long call just because i felt like well that's a nice thing yes. to do and and also cards people love a card and um, and one thing i would add to that is that i've had a couple of people say to me um Uh, if you refer anyone to me, then I will pay you 10% or whatever. And that has made me not refer people. Yes. Because if I'm getting something out of it, I feel like I'm less likely to do it because then I feel like I'm being salesy. Whereas if I'm just saying, oh my gosh, you should, you know, I have a friend, Karen Ward, who I've referred so many people to that now (laughs) I should have got the 10%. But I don't think I would have referred all of those people if I was getting a kickback because it would have felt like a sales thing.
1: (coughs) Exactly. Whereas if you've got a bunch of flowers or a lovely book or something, you might feel great about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so Patty just put, um, into the chat, the link for, if you aren't already, if you just clicked on the link in the normal, yes, yes, Marsha email this morning, if you didn't get the reminder email for this call, if you're not already, um, on the special, like inner circle list for this call, uh, then go to the link that Patty put the chat patty put in the chat which is yesyesmush.com forward slash work less. Uh, and then scroll down to the bit where it says subscribe for this call um and so thank you laurie for asking that question okay so number one ask for referrals number two what's number two so
1: is stop wasting time with things that don't bring in money we all laugh about with rubbish in our business so i've had pinterest account to so twitter i've been coming off twitter for about three years now um last year i just stopped just, I haven't posted anything on Twitter for ages. And um, so just stop all the things that just take time that don't bring in money. We all have things that are pleasant, that we enjoy, that aren't really doing anything. But again, last year, I, I ditched everything. And I, I got really precise. And the way to know what to stop doing is to know where the money is coming from. So sit down and really think about it. In, in my business... <coughs> I have about a thousand followers on Instagram, which in Instagram terms is useless. <laughs> like influencers would laugh and point at a number that much. It's so small, but um, it's worth about $60,000 a year to me in referrals and in people keeping in touch with me. And the reason I can be so precise is I can track the, the sales and how it all fits together. And I'm, I'm not um, pimping or doing adverts or anything. That is just, staying in touch with my people so they know what's going on they know when things are coming up they know when special offers are arriving so for me Instagram is really important and I post and I microblog every day but for most people Perhaps it isn't. So
0: find out what your thing is. Mm-hmm. I, so with Instagram, I love Instagram, but I also like love it a bit too much. And I think for me, in terms of my business, there's definitely value because as with, is the case for so many of us who have online service-based businesses, you're kind of selling yourself as much as anything else. So, you know, the results that you get working with me, you could get with a bunch of different people. It's just if you like me more or not. Um, and so it's good for like brand Marshall. but I found that I was on there just so much and it's you know it's like I would be on there and I would put up one photo but then I'd be scrolling for 35 minutes and then that's 35 minutes of like other stuff that I didn't get to and so what I've started doing is deleting it is like using it and then deleting it off my phone and in the last week or two I've had that same thing where I've been like feeling guilty like I haven't posted on Instagram in a while and then I have to be like it doesn't matter. Like it's okay. No one's sitting around being like another day and no post from Shandor. I can't, I'm never going to buy from her. I was going to, but now I haven't seen an Instagram post for two days. So it's over. And so, yeah, that's really, that's really good. And I think also, again, I mean, social media is so one where we often think that we have to be on everything and learning that actually maybe LinkedIn brings you clients and maybe Twitter doesn't, or maybe Twitter brings you clients and LinkedIn doesn't. And unless you're going to do use something where it automatically sends it to all of the others then you don't need to stress about it as much as you think you do
1: absolutely and it's interesting you mentioned linkedin because i have a client who's been building a client outreach program for linkedin she's been building it for about six months to find cold clients that she you know people don't know her reaching out finding it she's Mm -hmm. been for a while so when when people work with me we have a choice of you know these are the things that we know brings in money And these are the things that are like they're in the lab. We'll see if they work or not.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And at our review at the beginning of the year, we looked at just that. The LinkedIn stuff. It's a great idea. The thought of pulling in cold clients is a lovely one. But we sat down and worked out where do your clients actually come from? Well, they come Mm -hmm. from face-to-face meetings at events and at conferences. Have you got any conferences booked? No. (laughs) Right. Well... I would suggest you stop pissing about on LinkedIn and start (laughs) concentrating on making sure that you're going to conferences. Now carry on with the LinkedIn stuff as a test, but if Mm. three months down the line, it's not working, stop doing that Mm -hmm. or focus on ways to connect better with people at conferences. So it's about really
0: being clear about where the money comes from. And that's, I think another example of that actually is with me where I do my mailing list every week and I love it. If you're on the Yes, Yes, if you're in the SES yes family, you'll know that I love writing to you every week. But actually in terms of my one-on-one clients, I get a few people from my list, but it's mostly referrals or someone who's seen me at a workshop or, you know, see me speak at a conference or who heard me on a podcast or heard me on like, I do a lot of those summit type things. Um, and even with those things, there was a while where I was like, should I stop doing these? But they often will bring in the odd client because people are getting a really... Experience of me talking for an hour, and so I had been stressing about like, oh, I'm not selling enough to my list. And I do because pretty much the only thing, the only times where I talk in a salesy way is when I'm doing something affiliate-ish, and almost always it's exactly this. We do, I do a free call, which is like a ton of value, whether or not you buy, and then I'll send a couple of links about it afterwards. And I was sort of stressing about that, but then I was like, oh, but that's not really where my clients come from. And part of the reason is because I think my a couple of years ago. Oh, Well, come on to this. But I raised my prices because I knew that my girlfriend was about to have a baby, and I wanted to work less. And um, and so, actually, my prices are quite high for a lot of people on my list. And so, when I realised that, I was like, oh, I can just stop stressing, and I can stop worrying about like every single week. Am I solving a problem? Is it because it's like that's not actually bringing me in clients? So I might as well just like write about stuff that I want to write about. And that's been really liberating for me and cause a lot less stress and save me a lot of time because I'm not doing the thousand word blog posts for 18 hours because actually that wouldn't work for me. So yeah, that's good. And I would say another thing when the stop wasting time, I talk about this so much, it's so hard, but don't do courses that you aren't going to put into practice. Don't do, don't do what I did and buy three copy courses, three guys. I never got beyond chapter one and they are all brilliant. They are each made by one of my ultimate business heroes they are all so good. I never got beyond chapter one or two in each of them. You would think after the second one I hadn't completed, I would have learned. <laughs> but it was just a stalling tactic for me because if I buy this course, then I don't actually have to go out and do the work and the you know the salesy stuff that I feel some resistance to. Um, okay, so number one, ask for referrals. Number two, stop wasting time on things that don't bring in money. Exactly, and number three is raise your rates, which we just okay. touched on. Okay, um, so talk to me about this because I feel like there is some qualification around this because sometimes you see people being like $20,000 for two 20-minute calls. And you're like, you just started being a business coach last week. I'm not sure. Um, so talk to me about raise your rates. Yes.
1: So um, that's a good point. So first of all, you're, if you're in coaching, you can value it however you like, really. It's not like you're talking about house sales or buying a car where we all know what those costs are we can find them out so if you double if you raise your rates and you're a car salesman that's really of no use at all right that's not going to make any difference to your bottom line other than in the wrong direction but for coaching as long as you can be tangible about the results you get and have the market there for it that's the key so when you first start out, you probably don't know enough people that are going to pay you 20 grand for a 20 minute call um, because you haven't got proof for it. Now, maybe you have, maybe you have been mentoring high level CEOs for so long that you can, you can just walk straight into the sort of people that can do that. Um, I have been gently raising my rates. I started um, in India when I was, I was still in the film industry. Um, I started in, um, in, uh, with expensive for India, cheap, for everywhere else as you would expect and i have been doubling my rates for some time since
0: what was your what were your rates when you first started
1: um you can mastermind with me for a 100 bucks a month
0: wow yes and amazing. how much is it now if you don't it's mind about me about bucks right
1: and still um i think i could easily charge a lot more than that mm. but i don't have a big enough client base yet that are at, that are at the 40 grand for a weekend level. Um, But I do have concierge clients that have those people and I work with them to run their masterminds. So it's about knowing your audience and then if you want to charge a lot more, then you have to find an audience that will do that. So you have to move your avatar as well. So first of all, you have to want to do it. Then you've got to have some people that are willing to pay for it um, and you've got to be able to prove it. Mm. But, But for most people, most coaches, the average coach in the average world um, you're not charging enough. You are mm. undervaluing, because it's so helpful. Mm. It, feels, it feels odd at first to be
0: charging for something that is, but I'm just helping people, you better eat. Mm-hmm. When I first started it was, I think it was 150 bucks for a session, but if you were on my list, you got 50 bucks off. And actually my very first client, who was my friend's husband, I'm pretty sure it was a mercy hire, um, <laughs> didn't even know he got the 50 bucks off and he didn't ask for it and I gave it him. <laughs> and um, and the, the best, 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 best piece of pricing advice I've ever had um, was from, oh God, this random guy. It's the only interaction with him I ever remember on the one coaching course I did with CTI. Somebody right at the end as we were clearing up the chairs said, how do you price your services? And he said, always price your services at the level that just about makes you want to throw up. <laughs> And it's such a good one because it's like you still feel like you're getting away with something. Like you still, every time you get a client, are like, oh my God. But because you're terrified of it, you will work really hard for that and you won't get lax. And for me, using that and using that, I'm a little bit inspired by Denise Duffield Thomas as well. If you guys know her, I love her. Um, and what, what I love most about Denise Duffield Thomas. Uh, would you put her website patty in the in the chat i think it's i'm trying not to swear but i think it's lucky bitch.com uh, <laughs> but she's she's very explicit about she she like literally puts all of her figures online this is how much when i you know first year second year third year this is how much my list grew by this is how much i charge this is how much but anyway she talks a lot about raising rates as well and so i was gently raising my rates over and i would raise them like every time they stopped making me want to throw up then i would Raised them and then, as I said, when I knew the baby was coming, I, I raised them again. And I actually have kept them the same for I think almost almost two years now, which is the longest. It was changing every few months because they still just about make me want to throw up. It's now like it's twenty and always for me. Every time I raise my rates, the first at first I'm like no one's going to pay that. So now to work with me, if you want four sessions, seven and a half hours, it's twenty seven fifty US or like installments um, for two sessions it's 1750 and for one session it's a thousand dollars and i was like no one is going to pay a thousand dollars for a two-hour session and i was i put it up and i was like this is so ridiculous but then somebody did and i'm like well i guess they will and only three or four people ever ever have bought that one session um i think all but one of them were lawyers um but but they have and so i'm like well someone will so there is an audience there of people who do but i have done other stuff in the past where I put my prices up or like back in the days where I used to choose music for TV shows and people would say, how much is it? And I would give them a price and then they would be like, Oh no, that's too much. And then I'd be like, damn it. I would have done it less for less. (laughs) And so that's also the nuances you're trying to find out, you know, who, but again, that's, as I mentioned, that's my audience. And my list is a very very different audience from in some, in some ways from my one-on-one audience and some of them can't afford it. And that's cool because I'm still getting the clients. And if I stopped, then I would consider putting down my prices or finding some other way, or even doing installments. I didn't do that because the first couple of times I did it, people were slow to pay, but now I do it. And it's so great because I finished with a client and then free money just arrives my <laughs> for the next two months. Um, so raising your brace. And the one, the other thing I would add is like, if you're going to start having high prices, you have to show up on time. You can't run over. You can't, like you have to be honest. Um, I just have done that for a couple of times, paid people and I've been like, wow, that's really steep, but I guess they're worth it. And the coaching has been good, but they've been sloppy in other ways. And I felt like for this price, I shouldn't be sitting yeah. here. Yeah, the for old boarding has got to be beautiful,
1: beautiful and everything's got to be very clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: And I also
1: think a lot of it is about just having the, the, the I don't know, the, the will to do it, the bravery mm. to do it. Because if you know the change that you can, you can help people with, Mm-hmm. Then, um, I have a friend who charges ten thousand a month for his copywriting uh, mastermind and mm-hmm. it is going to take you from three million a year to ten million a year wow. that, and he 's done it like fifteen times in a row with different companies wow. and different groups so of course that 's worth one hundred and twenty thousand dollars that's like that like, it 's not even about proving the value mm. it 's a serious shortage of zeros on what you would expect that to
0: cost right
1: so if you can prove the value it's very easy for people to buy into it
0: yeah yeah quick side note on that i know we're not talking about one-on-one stuff but i also run workshops for organizations and one of the things karen (laughs) Ward, a friend i mentioned earlier who coached me on this one of the great things she taught me is that when you're speaking to an organization and they ask you what your rates are what you say then is can you okay this is the great sentence for karen to me can you give me a sense of your budget? So you don't want to do this with people one-on-one because it's creepy. But if you're talking to like, especially (laughs) corporates because they have money, can you give me a sense of your budget? Because I wouldn't want to come back with a proposal that gives you sticker shock. Implication, I charge a lot. Um, And so then they give you a sense of your budget. And and one of the first times I tried this was with this organization and, and it involved like going away. And so my partner and I decided that, you know, I wouldn't take, I think we decided like I wouldn't take I, I was, wouldn't take anything less than 3,000. I was, I was aiming for five. And, um, and so I said, can you give me a sense of your budget? And she was like, oh, well, table stakes. We couldn't go any lower than seven and a half. Do you think you can make that work? And I was like, I will see what I can do. <laughs> And so I was so glad that I asked that question because if I had said, well, oh, I'd like five, but I'll do it for three, then I would have missed out on four and a half grand worth of money for the same, for the same work because big organizations have money. Not all of them, but most of them. That's why they're big.
1: Exactly. And it can do no harm to act.
0: Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Exactly. Okay, cool. Okay. So we have number one, ask for referrals. Number two, stop wasting time with things that don't bring in num- money. Number three, raise your rates. In- intelligently smartly cleverly, number four is number
1: four stop hiding behind your keyboard go and actually speak to people whether okay, that's so- on zoom or in skype or in person but building a big marketing funnel will take you and this is the this i'm sorry to shatter dreams here people but to build an online funnel takes two years two years what do you mean what do you mean by that from the start where you think, hmm, maybe I should build some Facebook ads and make this work, I'll get a free ebook and then we'll send them to a workshop and then blah, blah, blah. What, and, and there are lots of people that will teach you how to do this. But to tweak it and to get it to work, to get your Facebook ads to work, you will be tweaking till you have money on demand, you'll be tweaking for two years.
0: Okay, so Um, this is if you're doing stuff just online and you're not... Just online,
1: because it takes a long time for people to trust you and to love you enough to hand over money. Or actually not even love you, like you enough to trust Mm -hmm. that you're actually going to be sensible enough to be worth the money. Mm -hmm. Um, And particularly that's getting harder because... Uh, you know, financial hard times are coming, but also we're all we're all bombarded by this stuff all the time. Whereas when you meet someone in person, I know, I know you, I know you and I both get a lot of work from when we speak, when we do workshops, because people see and feel the energy. Of, oh, this is someone who knows what they're talking about. I want to spend time with this person. Mm. And as soon as you do that, it's so much easier. You're no, you're no longer selling. You are mm. simply seeing. Is, is what I do a good fit for what you need? Mm.
0: And this is the thing that Kendrick Shope, my sales coach, taught me where she said, please, please excuse me, everyone for my bad Southern accent. But she says, all things being equal, friends, bad from friends, all things being unequal, friends, buy from friends. And this is one of the reasons I teach storytelling is like storytelling is a way to make hundreds or tens of thousands of people feel like your friends, even if they've never met you. But you know, you're also like, when you see someone speak or even, or meet them at a networking event, or get on a consult with them for 15 minutes, you have a sense of, do I like you? Because there are lots of people like there's a lot of people in the online world many of them god love them bropreneurs who i learn so much from and you know they're there with all their like systems and, you know hacks and all of this um work 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 all the time get up at 5am meditate workout like all of that stuff but i learned so much from them i'm on all of their mailing lists and like i love them i'm so grateful that they exist most of them i don't want to work with because they're just not really my people like i would have a beer with them and probably have fun but i don't know if i want to give them my like secret secret, you know, shamey stuff, which even if it's just about business, sometimes it's like, I feel a lo- like a loser around this. You know, I needed Kate, who is not that type of person to be like, do you really need to be making that about page? You need to be updating it. And, and you know, I feel like someone like that might be like, do about page, don't do it. Too. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I can't, I can't, Like, <laughs> I need people who are like me. And so when you meet people, you get to find out if they're like you. And as you say, it doesn't feel salesy You're doing consults now. So by consult, I mean a 15 to 20 minute conversation with someone. So you'll see on the bottom of my emails, it says click here to book a call with me or on, you know, on, it's on all the sales pages on my website. Um, you now can't work with me one-on-one unless you do one of those, which I just did because I used to let people buy. And then I'd be working with people and being like, you shouldn't have given me your money. <laughs> you know, I would give them something, but I just would be like, this isn't a good fit. And then you can have a call and then you can be like, what is the problem you're having? And they'll say, I'm having this problem. and what I do in the consult- Which I know is not possible for everyone, like it's not always possible for like life coaches. But what I do is I just start coaching them. I just start saying, okay, well, let's try and figure out some solutions now. And then the most important thing, and this was the bit that I had to learn, is you spend the last five minutes saying, okay, if you wanted to work together, I would love to work with you. Here is what that would look like. I will stick all of this in an email for you. You don't have to decide now. And so then it doesn't feel salesy because it's not about being like, you should hire me because blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's just about being like, FYI, here is the information. And then it doesn't feel, but you do have to do that part because I didn't used to. And I would get into, me and Kendrick used to call it the friend zone because I would do consults with people and then send them these really long emails and they'd be like, Marsha's is such a good friend. And then suddenly I'd say, that's exactly why I created this service. And they'd be like, wait, why are you selling to me? We're just buds hanging <laughs> out. And so it's just like having that chat. What's the problem that you have? Do I solve it or not? And I send people away from me all the time when you I do. have consults with them. And then saying, if you are interested, here is what I do. Um, so yeah, so I think it's both the, the, if you can be speaking or just meeting people at, you know, events and that kind of thing, or just making yourself available to consult. And actually what I did, what Kendrick taught me to do at the beginning was to to offer, pitch-free mini sessions. So just to like go into Facebook groups and be like, guys, and on my mailing list, be like, guys, I'm going to, I'm offering, I'm opening 30 spots up in my calendar to do pitch-free mini sessions. We just do 20 minutes, whatever you want to talk about. I would, because of, you know, I would talk about certain pain points. I'd be like at the time I was teaching networking. I'd be like, I teach networking. You're having this problem, this problem, this problem. And then we would have those pitch-free mini sessions. And then if I felt like they were a good fit, then I would say, then I, in an email, I would say, hey, if you ever want help with this, just so you know, here is the thing that I do. Um, and I got a ton of clients through doing that. So if it doesn't feel good to you to be like, hey, who wants to get on a consult call? You can do that. And you just have to make sure you don't pitch them in that call.
1: Absolutely. Um, but um, when I was living in India, um I used to just meet people for coffee, but I'd do it in Zoom, because I, could, mm. I couldn't meet them in person. And some of those people became very good friends, very good colleagues, affiliates, associates. Some of them became um, clients. Just, I think you just need to get out and speak to people. Mm.
0: And the one caveat I would give to that was that I also <laughs> used to spend a lot of time having really long, like hour-long Skypes with randos I'd met at conferences. Yeah, no, you do really to, need to tilt to a bit. And so what I started doing was having certain time slots in my week that were like meeting slot number one meeting slot number two yes. and then i would just put people into those so then i was anticipating it and also keeping it to half an hour
1: yes Max. yes all of the all of the above yeah. um, but i think it's important to, to to meet as many people as possible however you do that but you definitely don't want to be just giving away work
0: mm-hmm. so i do
1: mine on a friday afternoon and every other week i meet
0: someone new it's quite mm-hmm. nice i like it okay um somebody's using a leaf blower just outside my window right now is it super noisy it's not too it? bad okay i'm gonna mute myself while you're talking for a little bit um okay so oh it's not a leaf blower it's somebody vacuuming i'm sorry <laughs> this is real life guys welcome to my life um okay so we're on to the fifth one um number one ask for flowers. and never forget we also have q a and also i'm giving away a free session with This guy worth 850 bucks because I raised my prices. Um, Number one, ask for referrals. Number two, stop wasting time with things that don't bring in money. Number three, raise your rates. Number four, stop hiding behind your keyboard. Go out and speak to people. What is number five? Number five is run mastermind groups. Okay, so tell me about this, because I think I used to think that in order to run a mastermind group, A, I had to be like a master coach who'd done like, I don't know, job. years of coaching training, you know, had gone through the leadership coaching training and the this coaching training and the that coaching training. And B, I thought I had to have a massive mailing list. Okay, true. Should we start with what is a
1: mastermind? Just yes. To- okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great. Well, I'm I'm and <laughs> the I love doing <laughs>
0: those too. Certainly. Yeah, Go so
1: a mastermind group is, um, you can run them for free, but I believe they're better if they're paid because you have better better buy in. They're a small group of people, um, four to six, no more than 10, the absolute outside. Small group of people, you meet regularly um, every other week or once a month, and you share information and you set a goal this week that you will achieve by the next time we meet. They are, in essence, super simple but incredibly powerful. And I've been in many, I run many and they're the secret source behind all sorts of people. If you scratch a successful entrepreneur, there is a mastermind group directly under the skin. I can guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's super, I think, I think, I think they're fabulous. It's why my business grew, grew quickly. It's why, um, I,
0: it's just, I love them. I'm I'm actually like wordless near them. Can I tell you why I love masterminds? So three different reasons. One is it's just like a little brain trust where you. Get people to give you really great ideas Two, I often, it's going to sound really bad, but I often get my best ideas from myself because so often someone will come up with something. So here's an example. A few years ago, I would, I was still working with people for free and I love working with people for free one-on-one. Um, but I also can't pay the rent with Goodwill. And so I was really sort of torn about what to do about it. And I was in a mastermind with someone, and she was saying, um, and she's a personal trainer, and she was like, I really love doing in-person one-on-one, but again, I'm limited by how much I can do. And so I said to her, well, if you love the connection of one-on-one, what you need to do is actually stop doing it for a while, build up the other stuff that isn't one-on-one, and then that's gonna give you the freedom, the financial freedom to then go and do a few one-on-one things. And I was like, oh, that's what I need to learn. Where I was like, Marcia, you have to stop doing free sessions with people just for a few months while you go and build up your paid clients. And then that will give you the financial freedom to start being able to do pro bono stuff again. And that's exactly what I did. And so, yeah, so number one, getting great trust advice from other people. Number two, often in giving advice, you like sort Absolutely. of accidentally give yourself the best advice. And number three is I feel like it is not the job of your partner and your friends to oh, be- so true. To know all about your business. Like, there are so many other things that you need those people for, and you don't need to have them inside your business, but to have someone who knows, to have someone to whom you can say, Oh my gosh, I finally emailed Yusuf. And they'll be like, Oh my gosh, you've been meaning to do that for you. Or to have someone who gets it as well, to be like, I'm speaking at this conference. They're like, No way. Or like, you know, whatever. It's, uh, Marie Forleo liked my tweet. No way. And that you say that to your sweetheart or to your friends. And they're like, who? (laughs) Why do you care? I liked your tweet. You're not screaming about me. And so that's another thing about having a mastermind is it's sort of like you have, you know, two or three or four or nine business wives or husbands who, um, who know about your business and who you can talk to about stuff. And I think that's always such an incredible thing. Absolutely. <laughs> and talk about the difference between when it's self-directed and when you have somebody running it. So the sort I run and the sort I'm in
1: are where there is a coach who manages both the facilitation and the curation, but also does the coaching. And the difference is in free masterminds where nobody's paying, there's very little commitment very occasionally it will happen but most of the time they fizzle out after a few months because there's a couple of really keen people there's a couple of people that are just like in because it was available on a wednesday and they happen to be free on a wednesday whereas what you really want a good mastermind is very well curated and everyone's moving at the same kind of speed to their goals so you don't have to have the same goals but you're moving with the same kind of level of enthusiasm are you just working a couple of days a week or are you working flat out be working all the hours God sends. And also, if you are overworking, a mastermind is the best place to have people just like you say, maybe you should stop doing that. They are mm-hmm. the best break on a workaholic because it's not just like your partner or someone who doesn't be know. Like, you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Your launch is always hell. But yeah. if you've got someone, your mastermind going, well, just go to sleep. You'll be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the other thing is with a mastermind, because you're meeting every you know, regularly, like whether it's every two weeks or every week or once a month. That was the other thing that I've really found. I remember in the mastermind with you, Liz, that you pointing out, you being like, we have had this conversation three or four times before. I'm finding that every time you're coming with the same thing and it's like, oh, because you don't realize because you've got 50,000 other things in your head. Okay. And so if, and this comes to the thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into Q&A, um, uh, and and my, just because I'm a, I'm a ham, I'm urged to be like in a hammy way to be like, Liz, if someone wanted to find out how to run a mastermind, how would they do that? So this is why we're here. And there's, there's an unpaid, there's, an, uh, there's a free option and a, and a non-free option. So tell us about, that. tell if us so what you're launching and tell so us. So I, um, I,
1: I, I have a program called Mastering Mastermind, because how else would you master mastermind really? um so it is a paid program that i have launched this is the eighth time i've run it i have had um lots of people move through it and go on to run their own masterminds in all sorts of areas um it's a three-day course it's online you can find it by following the lovely link that marsha will share with the world mm, that and gonna put in. i also have some free training that goes with that that marsha also has a link that she will be sharing and mm-hmm. that will run you through <laughs> it's five videos Uh, I think the longest is eight minutes but most of them are four or five minutes long and um, where that is leading you is through why masterminds are so good why it is um, very much of the moment because I really think that the online course market is changing hugely and I talk about that and in video three of that series I talk about my exact setup the timing that I use for masterminds, how I put curation together. Now, if you are even slightly interested in mastermind, go and look at that video three, because when I was starting a mastermind, I could not find this information anywhere. I I could find lots of, hey, run a mastermind, make a fortune, that'll be great. But I couldn't find anyone actually telling me how to run a mastermind. And it's the psychology of how you put that together and the structure around it that makes it so easy. Cause when you've got a framework, you can kind of forget a lot of the stress around it and that will make things a lot easier. And from your point of view and the lovely thing as a coach is you don't have to do all the coaching. The other people in the program will help each other in the structure. So when um, someone is in the spotlight or in the hot seat, they ask a question, everybody chips in. So if for some reason you don't have anything to add, you can say things like, well, I think Dave had an excellent point there. And as gopta said, like, like you can just really um, allow everyone else to shine. It's like running a dinner party where you're, you're helping everyone be their very best.
0: And the other thing I love about having someone run it is just the timing thing, that when you have a bunch of you, sometimes like one person runs over and whatever. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into so Joanne's just asked a question: Can a non-coach run a mastermind? Yes. And the answer is yes. But I want to actually, yeah, just answer that question now? What um, are, are the like stipulations? To the stipulations. About? So, um, if you ha-
1: if you help your clients make decisions, then you can run a mastermind. Odds are, I mean, you, you have to have some experience of earning money and running a business. There used to be that that sort of element to it, but if you are used to helping people make decisions. So any form of, um, it really pretty much anything. There are a couple like legally, you have to be a little bit careful of if you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a lawyer, you have to be a, a little bit difficult, but you can also run them with other lawyers or other psychologists. And it'll work that way. So as long as your industry allows you to share information between clients, um, and most industries do as long as everyone's on board with that, then pretty much anyone can run them you do need to have some awareness of the topic with which you were running them. So some skill in what you're doing. Um, But most of us have done a certain amount of coaching and a certain amount of mentoring in our lives, which means that to be honest, it's pretty easy. And if you're already a coach, then it's
0: very easy to step into this. And so what about in terms of like uh, people to put in that mastermind? Like if I like, I don't know, live on an island and have never spoken to anyone except for me and you on this call.
1: <laughs> I well, if, if you friends. have no friends at all and have never spoken to another human being, yes, might be a bit tricky. However, assuming that you are normally socialized and have actually spoken to the outside world, um, to fill your first mastermind, the masterminds I run are four people or six people in the group. And if you can put 10 names that are likely to buy from you that are a good group, then you can fill a mastermind of four people and you don't need a fancy funnel. As long as you can put, if you can put 10 people on a list that are interested in the topic, whatever it is, whatever you choose to focus it on. So minor business strategy, yours might be storytelling, they might be, you know, whatever whatever it is. As long as you can find 10 people that might be interested and you can get on a call with them or meet them in person, um, with that many, you can
0: easily fill a four person mastermind. Okay. Awesome. So uh, Liz has some free training. So there's two different things and I want to tell you quickly. So either, either way, if you were to buy, she has a couple of different affiliates. If you were to buy through me, and it's the same if you buy through Rachel from Bolt from Blue Copywriting. Rachel, if you don't know Rachel, she's amazing. She's so great. Her blog is amazing. Uh, she's also just like a really fun, nice person. And she's my copywriter. So I learned how to copyright. And then after I learned, I hired a copywriter. And so, uh, because I can write your sales pages all day, but writing my own makes me want to stab myself in the eye with a pen. Sorry about that disgusting imagery. Um, and so she does my copywriting for sales pages and stuff. She's great. And what we're doing, and I've never done this before in an affiliate thing, is There are some bonus courses when you do Mastering Masterminds, but I just, I often don't do, I'm really bad at self-directed work. I'm bad at doing courses. What I love about Liz's course is it's three days and you can get recordings, but it's also like better if you're physically there. So I am going to be there in the virtual course um, classroom on those three days. Uh, It's the second week of June, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but okay, then I'm the- just gonna pause you for a second. It's one full day, the first, so the Tuesday is the f- full day. Then it's two half days. Yes, sorry. Okay. Yes, one full day, two half days. But then for the extra courses, what we're doing is something that's called "Get Your Homework Done" with Marsha, with Rachel and Marsha. And so we are going to be meeting. We'll give you like a couple of weeks after the Mastering Mastermind, and then we're going to be meeting once a week and basically going through Liz's bonuses. And a lot of it's watching videos, so it's a bit like in the classroom. You know, when you're in school, and then your teacher like wheeled the TV in you. Like, yes tv day it's kind of like that but then we do the homework together and also what i like about that is often when i do online courses is i'm doing the homework and i'm like i don't know is this right and so we'll all get to bat it around together and it'll be like a little mini mastermind and then the final one we're going to meet four times so the first three is going through three of the bonuses and then the final one will just be like a general q a with me if you want to ask anything about like storytelling or sales pages or um you know networking or speaking and with rachel if you've got any questions about copy or you know when to social media and that kind of thing, so that's what we're going to do. Um, and we have like a special ooh, uh, yeah, we have a special page for that which I will send out in the email. Um, if you're not on the inner circle list, then it's a lot of links I'm putting in, and then I'm just going to quickly type in in a second. I'm going to type in the list if you want to make sure that you get all of the information from me, but in the meantime, Patty has put the link to the free training into the chat so you can get into there and I'll be sending out the free training. I'll be sending out the sales page. If you're just like, I definitely want this right now. And Liz is offering a special just for you early bird price. So it, it goes up to, it's like just shy of three grand and otherwise it's two and a
1: half next
0: week. It's it's three grand, but Special price for you guys until Monday is yes. 19 97 So that's 500 bucks off the, the other people's early bird prices and 1000 bucks off the rest. Um, I'll stick all of this in an email to you if you join that inner circle list, which I'm going to type in right now. But first of all, does anyone have any questions at all for Liz or me? Well, while, or while, while that's happening, I'm just going to
1: say that... Um we're actually ahead of my launch at this point. My my launch to my own list starts on, it's meant to be Friday, it's probably going to be Saturday. Um, and so this is like a special super secret sneak you in first. Now, as I mentioned, I've had a few technical issues. So, uh, right down to having no internet at all and having fried my computer. So the pages that you're looking at, we're a little behind. So be gentle with them. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm dyslexic. So if you see any bad spelling, please tell me. I have uh, before now sent out things with mastermind spelt incorrectly. And my own name also spelt wrong. It's not good. It's not pretty. But, um, but it does, does show you that... Um, this is, you know, like, that we, that we really are backstage, this really is a special offer for Marsha and Rachel's peeps. So um, I'm very excited to be able to offer it. There's also a payment plan, which I'm not not even offering to my own list.
0: Oh, really? Elmo
1: one. I might, uh, depending on how I'm feeling at the
0: moment. It depends if they beg me. But, <laughs> yes, it's um it's a lovely deal. Okay, thank you. Okay, does anyone have any questions? You can either type them into the chat, or if you... um. Uh, waggle your mouse over my face, then there's a thing underneath that says participants. You click on that and it'll show you how to raise your hand. There's a button that you can press that says raise hand. Um, Laurie says, I love that confession, Liz. Thank you for sharing. Gives all of us the permission to be human too. Yes. Okay. So Liz, Beth says, what do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when running a mastermind?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Great so um, uh, video four or the free training covers specifically uh, what I think is the biggest problem which I'll give you the short version, which is, is if you won't sell, you will never do well at masterminds. But I go into that in more detail, so I won't repeat much of that. But there are two other things. One is bad timekeeping. Bad meaning you let people ramble on and it's, uh, the, the call overruns. And if you bring a call in five to 10 minutes late, you are stealing time from people's lives. And they will feel horribly conflicted about this because they're getting something free and they should feel great about it but perhaps they really need to go to the bathroom and they hate Mm. you and they will not actually be able to specify that whereas if you can bring the whole thing in five minutes early then you're a hero suddenly they've got bonus time you've given them something really beautiful so timekeeping is super important Mm -hmm. and it is a learnable skill because it is hard to stop someone when they're crying to go, well, thanks very much, Marsha. It was lovely hearing from you moving right along. You know, you've got, you've got to, you've got to learn how to do that with generosity. Um, The other thing is many people run a mastermind having had no experience of good coaching or new or, or good masterminding. And you need to have some feeling for that to be able to, To know what's good to know what's working or not and so what do you mean what do you mean have some feeling for that well if you have never experienced good coaching it's Mm. very difficult to give good coaching Mm. like you can't be sure that you're good at it if you've never experienced it how can you transmit that feeling to someone else it's not Mm -hmm. impossible but it is much harder um and and the third thing about um (laughs) timekeeping never having been a good mastermind the other is curation just Mm -hmm. letting any old fool into the group and it's hard to say no to people but if you have a feeling that they're not going to be a good fit your
0: intuition really knows that that answer for sure Mm -hmm. okay thank you um there's a couple more questions i am aware it's 359 we 're not going to draw the name out of the hat just yet, but if you if you 've logged onto this call, knowing that you had to leave at four o 'clock, then put your name in the chat or direct message Patty one or the other of you, and I will make sure that you that we put your name in the hat when it comes to the special prize for a free session with me ok The next question is um is it limited time like six weeks or three months um on the topic or ongoing from Safia? um
1: you you absolutely choose most of my masterminds are a year long they are every other week so twice a month for 10 months so we start with a little bit of coaching to begin with then we have 10 months of mastermind and then we have a special bonus session in december but i suggest people start with a three-month mastermind because you don't want to do it till you find out you love it because a 10 month mastermind is a very long time to be stuck in it thinking i should never have let this person in here and i hate this not that many people do hate it but you just like just don't commit to too much before you get stuck into it
0: mm-hmm. okay thank you next question is uh what's the price range for joining a mastermind a good...
1: um well that really is sorry it's quite noisy here There
0: seems to be a helicopter That's fine. it's fine
1: I apologise. Um, so uh, it very much de- very much depends where you are. Most masterminds uh, in the West, in North America, are to join somewhere between three grand and eight grand. But there are many. There are a lot more than that, and there are many that are less than that. If they are um, too little, potentially you'll run into the same problem as when they're free with people just not turning up and you want people to be going regularly because that's mm. where the, the joy and the being held by the group is people who actually know if someone hasn't been there for four months, they're not going to know what a big deal it is when you've achieved that one thing you've been talking about for ages. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that people are there for a while. Um, I, I suggest that for my, cli- uh, for my students, that their very first mastermind, they charge five hundred a month. So, so, it's three months. So, it would be fifteen hundred. And they offer mm-hmm. a early bird deal of just under a thousand dollars.
0: And is that go on? Hang on so is that five hundred a month for three months, early bird deal. And is that meeting once a month or once every two weeks? That's once every two weeks.
1: Right. So, um, it's uh, what's, uh six sessions plus one because you get I I chuck
0: in a bonus as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um Samantha says on the topic of asking for my pen. on the topic of asking for referrals, how might this look different for someone who sells a physical product as opposed to a service, or is it the same? I would be I would think it would be exactly the same, actually. Um
1: yeah. yeah. I can't um Yeah, I don't think it would be any different at all. Just, okay. just um you would just say, you know, you're you're you've been enthusiastic and you're the sort of person that you're exactly the sort of people we're looking for. So if it's a cheap product, you would probably, um, you could probably be less effusive about it. But if it's very expensive, I, I have a, a colleague who sells uh, incredibly expensive exercise, bespoke exercise equipment to foolishly rich people on, on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. And um, he gets all of his work by referrals. They change their bodies, they rehabilitate, they do all, all this amazing stuff. So he just asks people, do you know someone else has the same problem as you? So... Wow, okay,
0: that's awesome. Um, Liz, thank you so much. Oh, so Mastering Mastermind, tell us quickly when are the, when are the dates of the course and when? And Absolutely. The so it's. Um, it runs
1: June the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, there is a okay. recording, but it is much better if you're there live. Um, mm-hmm. And if you, if you watch uh, video one of the free training, I will describe why it is better to, to have it live than to learn passively. It's good to ask questions. The super early deal, the the special deal for um, Marsha runs till Monday, and then um, there is till Friday that we're still open. So, so really, you want to get it by Monday. Okay, guys, thank you so
0: much for coming and hanging out. Thanks for giving me an hour on Thursday afternoon. Um, Liz, thank you so much. Thank you, absolutely. This was so. Fun and so useful. I okay. can't wait to have you on the course. It's going to be Ooh, I know. I'm so excited to be in class. You can be in class with me if you do it. Okay.
1: All right. Bye, team.